Energy Department employees must understand that the hackers trying to breach their networks are not your stereotypical 20-somethings in the basement. No, they're nation-states, and those adversaries are already in energy networks. That's why Energy is developing an enterprise cyber risk management framework integrated across every office in the department. Micah Segan is director of the Integrated Joint Cybersecurity Operations at Energy. He tells executive editor Jason Miller about how Energy is getting non-IT folks to help develop and implement this framework. We've made some really significant progress in 2017. Prior to 2017, we had part of the NIST cybersecurity framework covered by the model. But in 2017, we were able to incorporate all the domains in the NIST cybersecurity framework in the uh, FISMA maturity model. So it's been a really good, strong, collaborative effort, and I think lots of progress in 2017 to uh, to broaden the maturity model and to make it stronger. Where, in terms of the, the when you talk about the maturity model, where do you see those standards really playing a bigger role kind of going forward? With the, uh, the recent alignment, I guess, in covering the entire uh, cybersecurity framework, we're able to focus the metrics on high-risk government-wide information security areas. As I said before, the metrics now cover continuous monitoring, things like multi-factor authentication, enterprise risk management. I think being able to focus on all those big, high-risk security areas, the IG community across the board can identify strengths and weaknesses in various agency efforts to address the areas. One really positive aspect of the maturity model that wasn't there before, I don't think, as at least as strongly, is that the model can be used to identify the current state as well as the target state of agency information security programs. And as a result, you can make it easier to identify gaps that can be identified and prioritized by agencies and their CIOs. And, and I think that's important to identify the 2B, right? Everyone right. always looks at the as-is, but if you change your current state and your future state still has gaps or still has problems, can you walk me through a little bit about how that may work? Because a lot of times people say, well, we think we want to go in this direction, but we're not really sure. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the... Uh, um, maturity model, um, as we talked about earlier, has scores. So you can identify when you look across the board where in the various uh, NIST cybersecurity framework the agency score higher or lower. And then the CIOs and the CISOs can decide, you know, wh- where they want to apply their resources. If If it's an area that, you know, maybe a three score, even though it might show up as not effective, is is okay this year, but w- because we really want to focus in a different area. For example, uh, uh, continuous monitoring is a big focus in government right now. Maybe that's where the resources need, need to be applied. And, uh, and then next year, where there might be a gap, you could focus on something that might be slightly less risky. Just to put a finer point on that, so what you're saying is, if you are a level three in one area and a level two in another area, and you say, I'm going to be satisfied with three today, but to get to, and while I focus on this level two area, but from to get from three to four, or three to five, here's the steps I need to take, and that's the identification of the gaps, meaning the IG can come in and says, and, and could say, to get from three to five, you need to do these five things. And right now, you don't have a plan to do, 
you know, A and B, but mm-hmm. you do have a plan to do C, D, and F as an example. Exactly, exactly. And that I think will will become, I mean, we're already doing that, but I think with the evaluation guide, it will make the path even clearer. And that's, I think, why we really want to take it, the evaluation guide that we're developing this year will we'll take everything maybe down a level, make it a slightly more granular so that the steps are easier to see. And what's the timing of the evaluation guide? The evaluation guide will be available for the next round of FISMA work. So we're looking to have draft out in the spring so that we can uh, get everyone's feedback and then have it available when the when the FISMA work starts this next year. And is that going to be for open for public comment or just for you know IG communities or IGs and CIOs and CISOs? At, at a minimum, we'll have it available for the, the group that works on this, the uh, DHS, OMB, the CIO Council, and, and uh, NIST and GAO. Uh, this may be a loaded question, but have you guys considered ever bringing in industry to get their feedback? Because a lot of times I know there's third parties that do yeah. those assessments, whether it's like a, a Deloitte or a, a Clifton Larson. We work closely in addition to the to the government agencies. We work with the Information Security and Privacy Advisory Board. They have private sector individuals and, and public sector people in, involved in that group. They also advise NIST and other federal stakeholders on information security and privacy issues. So we work with them. And, you know, I think we're open to, uh, to working with others in this area. Uh, IT security is such an important area that I think bringing stakeholder groups in is never a bad thing. One of the other parts of this is the communication piece, right? A lot of times ensuring that the information is passed down, right? You can say, well, we send it out to everyone in the committee, but how do we make sure that the auditor who's in Kansas City or who's in mm-hmm. you know, California understands that here's the new approach? How do you guys deal with that communication piece? We do a lot of training for the auditors that are involved in FISMA work internally on on just the FISMA uh, maturity model and how the metrics can be applied. And we bring, we have several sessions every year and bring people on, not just in person, but we also, I think uh, we, uh, we have teleconferences and, and try to get the field people involved if they can't travel here to the meeting to at least over the phone or via WebEx so that we can reach out to as many people as possible. I think this uh, evaluation guide will make that uh, effort even stronger. Is communication generally a problem? I mean, it seems to be like the IG community is one that probably, while it's not huge, it is sizable, but they seem to be the type of people probably that wants to learn everything they need to learn and then go do the audit versus, well, we did it this way last year, we'll just do it again this year. It's a strong, uh, I think this part of the community in particular, this this uh, FISMA, the groups that do FISMA work are very well coordinated. It's um, been really impressive to me. I've not been in the, um, the chair of the IT committee long, but I've been very impressed with uh, the, the couple guys that we have from Federal Reserve Board IG that lead this effort. They've done an incredible job developing a very strong community around FISMA and FISMA auditing, and they're they're very good at, at at also recognizing where we are and where we could even be stronger. And so they're continuing to to work that and to collaborate very effectively with the various stakeholder groups that we need to work with. 
That's Micah Segan, Director of the Integrated Joint Cybersecurity Operations at the Energy Department. We'll post this interview at federalnewsradio.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to all of our interviews on iTunes or Podcast One.